Hey, everybody. Corona Sphere 12. We made it. Woo! <laughs> In studio today, Mr. Steve Griffith, the one and the only. Steve, it's great to have you here, buddy. Thank you, Bruce. Good to be here. All right, so we do our customary lift. All right, well, I'm here with Jimmy A. Hey, of, hey, hey. Oh, of, yeah. Of Vector. And, and what else? Uh, among other things. Among other illustrious, uh, I got to think, you know, ragamuffins. Peacock. Uh, Charlie Peacock. Mullins. Mullins. Hindalong. 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 Oh you played with Hindalong. If I, I can, know. I don't know, Done man. A few. He's he's just not. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Oh, oh, wait a minute! I thought you know. Sometimes I feel like he's he's behind me. You know, me. he's kind of everywhere. Like he's kind of omnipresent. That bothers me. <laughs> anyway, here we are in East Nashville. East Nashville, Tennessee. In Jimmy's uh, backyard. And he is building an art studio, recording studio, general rumpus room. Yep. And we're gonna, I'm gonna try to attempt to uh, show you hey, this structure. And uh, it's very cool looking. It looks kind of small on the screen right now, but uh, that thing is really big and maybe later we can venture over there for a little minute. But anyway, I'm very excited to be here tonight. Who's that? Uh, that's, that's me. That's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the ladies are going to see my, my wonderful chest here. I better button up. What shirt do I have on? You have a t-shirt on that says Pine Hill Hants. 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 Old time music. Killer band. No, I'm going to get in trouble for you wearing a white shirt because that's kind of a no-no on, on... You want me to change? No, no, you're fine. But no, no. It's a no-no. Are you guys actually rolling? Yeah, we're rolling, man. Uh, Jimmy's rolling. I'm rolling, too. Now, this is not uh, an illegal substance. Jimmy smokes... What brand do you got there? Is it an American Spirit? Organic. Organic American Spirit with tops, and he's got a roller... Man, he's got he's got his all his thing all set up. You just rolled me one. What? You don't even smoke. I know I don't. He smokes when he's with me once a year. About. Well, I've always told people it's a cigarette that does the smoking. I'm just a sucker. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm having a hard time getting myself in here. Maybe that's just as well. So, I met you. I want to yeah. say mm, forty. Two years ago, in, in the Santa, 78, in the Santa Cruz Mountains, were you there with Darla Greiser, Tom Goodlunas, and a bunch of people from uh, the Warehouse Ministries in Sacramento? Where, was it in June? Yes, it was. I think that was the weekend Michelle and I got married, because we got married 42 years ago in June, and it so happened to be the same weekend as the camp. Yeah, there's like a. They did a camp for what? The musicians, or was it? Uh, it was what? for it was for uh, college 
high school, college, college no, and career class. College and career. Oh yeah, go. All I remember is that the pastor Roger Keskes yes gave me a wad of money before he left, mm-hmm. and he apologized for booking that gig on top of our wedding. Oh. Because a lot of our friends went to that instead of our wedding. Oh. Which was actually a good thing because we weren't, we didn't have a big wedding. We had a small wedding. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any money. Wow. But Roger gave us, I think, a thousand dollars. That was a lot of money in those it days. It was back then. It paid for our honeymoon. Man. He felt so terrible about that. But I did not meet you then, but I met you really soon after that. I'll yeah. never forget Meeting this very, you were a very nervous boy. I remember you as being sort of a, a little out of your element because you had been, you were in Sacramento. Were you living with Marion Lewis? No, I was living with Tom Biggs. You were living with Tom and his wife. What at was the her time. name? Well, she went out with Jan. Yeah, I remember that woman. Anyway, that's right. But you had been transplanted from San Jose. Yes. And all I knew is that this guy's a great musician. Well, that's good. I'm glad you thought that. We played something together. We We were meant to be in a band together. And it was you and me and Sharon. Well, this is this brings me to a real strange fact. Yeah. And that strange fact is that when I first got to Warehouse Ministries in Sacramento from San Jose, the first thing they wanted me to be part of was a group, a rock group. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to do this because they wanted to have a group that was put together musicians from the church mm-hmm. to go out and play all the local high schools and colleges to give an example of the kind of rock music that, that the they're going to hear on Saturday was, night was featuring every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. They had a Saturday night concert for just years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And so they said, I, I, Roger was also the guy that asked me. And yeah. I said, well, I only have one demand and that it's got to be good or I don't want to do it. And right. he says, oh no, we're not, we wouldn't, we wouldn't allow it if it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed to hear. Right. So he asked you, yeah. uh, Sharon McCall, uh, Jan Eric, yep. Jan Voles as we know him, and Mark Proctor on drums, and then there was a guy Wasn't named... Wasn't Mark Tootle part of that Yeah, too? and Mark Tootle. But there was another guy, wait, for some reason you didn't do it. I don't even think you made a rehearsal. You might have made the no, first one. No, I remember rehearsing a few times, and I remember recording... Yeah, heavenly. Well, that's you. a different situation. That's a different one. That that's part of the group. Oh, that okay. was when Sharon did her demo. Oh. You played bass. You played your Telecaster bass. Well, that was Griffith's friend, Unger. Oh yeah, Rick, Rick Unger's Tele. Now bass. Cole Unger, right? I thought. Why did I always think that was yours? I used it for years. So you're telling me that, that Rick Unger, Rick owned... Cole, is sitting on a Tele bass. Yep, probably. I'm gonna call him. You should. I got to call him right now. Yeah, because I borrowed it from Rick. Jan organized that because Jan asked me. It, all I know is that I was in a room with people and we were trying to do something 
but I sure didn't know what it was, and I don't remember why I didn't get to stay. Yeah, this is this has been there was a there was an, a, a a Latino guy, a Hispanic guy, and it wasn't Craig Martinez, but it was mm-hmm. a guy that had a name like that. Was it Chris Rodriguez? Oh, was he a guitar player? Maybe. Or, or maybe no, 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 no. It wasn't like that. Okay. But he he did yeah, the first several rehearsals. I do not believe he ultimately played a gig with us. He dropped out. You dropped out for whatever reason. Right. I, I, I would love to know why. But Me too. That would have changed history. It would have changed my history for sure. And, uh, you know, there's part of me that is, of course, glad you dropped out, but also sad because we could have had an you know awful what? lot of fun. I'm thinking that I moved to Colorado for a year. That's what it was. That's why I left. Are you Michelle, sure? Yeah, because in 78 you... we got married. Yeah. And literally, Alexia was born two years later. No, so I that wasn't it. I don't. I'm trying. I'm searching my. Guts Maybe your for wife life. just didn't want you in a. Oh no no in a rock that, band. No, that would never. Have, okay. No, she was happy. All right. We were serving God. Well, you know, this was this was ministry. Okay. Well then, okay. So it got down to Anything where. Anything goes. So it finally whittled down to myself, Toodle, Mark Proctor, and Jan. Right. The four of us. Oh, and Sharon. And Sharon. And Sharon was great. Um, we did several gigs. Our first gig was at Sierra College yeah. in, in September of 1979. So we've we've already had wow. our 40-year anniversary. No kidding. And we played on the quad at, and, Sierra. Uh, at Sierra College. And we played every high school, every... You know, I was still playing with Tom Galunas in Pansia, You know what? I bet that's why it was. And I think that's why... I think Mary insisted that they, I did not leave my original... Yeah, because commitment. this was before we got into Boy, that I really whole... wanted out of that, too. No offense, Tom, if you're watching. You know... That, that the idea of playing rock and roll... That appealed to you at the time. Big time. Because we See, were playing, like, folk well, rock. Well, you were playing, uh, really, like, gypsy music. You were playing world music, like, yeah, folk. it was crazy. Like, it was really an, a really fascinating, kind of ahead of its time... It was okay, ...style yeah. at the time. Oregon. And I... Uh, I got to play with Panacea some, and it was a yeah. lot of fun. But um, wow, that's that's I guess too far back. Maybe for me to remember exactly. Huh. So '78, I moved away in '80, came back in '81, and then Im- immediately started playing with Steve Griffith. Wow. And at the same time, I started playing with Charlie in his band with Brent and Charlie and Eric Clevin and who was that crazy? Uh, Herbie Kreitzer. Did you ever yeah, know Herbie? Herbie, yeah. And we did a handful of gigs, and then Brent wanted me to split and join him and Larry. Mm hmm. And I couldn't. Larry Tag? Yeah, because I was committed to Peacock. Mm-hmm. And, man, it seems like I no sooner did that. We played about a year with Clarice and Vince. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a No, I remember the band. group. It was a good group. And then I'm trying to remember why I ended up. Oh, because Vector, we got. We did two records. And then. 
I don't, I don't really, really remember the crossroads of why I ended up coming back with, because I left the Peacock Band mm -hmm. to do the Vector second record, because Chuck left the first record, after the right, first record, the he first left, record. and then Steve and I and Bruce did a record by ourselves, Right. and then I jumped back in, in the interim, Mike Miller, who I love and adore yeah, to this day. Michael Miller. Was a guitar player for a year. Yeah, or two. they did that tour. I did the first tour, and then they did the second one. Yeah, and so you did the first tour with with Bongo and yeah, the, and that was the tour Clevin. I wanted to do. Yeah, it was it was that epic. was insane. It was epic. And Jimmy's desperately trying to remember why he quit one group, joined another, and all that other stuff. Yeah, I don't really remember. I do remember I wasn't really in charge of my own life. You well, know what I mean, we had we had a lot of. Uh, people helping us well it got decisions. to a point where unlike at the beginning when you weren't encouraged to be in more than one group there came a point where we all became in each other's groups that there there was a sort of a uh, mobility is the good word you know people mm -hmm. would say incestuous but i call yeah. it mobility because that mobility. means that we had the ability to move yeah from one group to another without there being a lot of contradictory well and we were in the same building we by that time together. we had this recording studio that had been assembled on our behalf i mean just like if i could laugh i i don't remember exactly but i remember somebody tracking me down might have been you it might have been daryl zachman saying hey can you play guitar on this song with mike and we we came in it was very organized we rehearsed a little bit and then we just did it it was one take it was one take it was really fun and i just listened to it this morning for fun because you had said hey you want to do a song let's do i could laugh and i was just flooded with the memory i worked with elmer who El was Elmer was a janitor at the church. And so was I. And 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 Jim, we all worked at the church. We yeah. had jobs during the day. We didn't just sit around and record. Yeah. Right. I was a uh, secretary, a promo, organizer. Uh, you were doing rock and religion. Yeah, and I was, you know, I, in the early years I was helping record. I started out just doing research. Then I became the announcer. Then I became the producer. Exactly. And that was a heavy scene. I mean, this yeah. was like an internationally syndicated radio program that was on, wasn't on Christian stations. This was on, on like regular. big stations like Back w, in those days, w and and every York. station had to carve out time for, for some religious, religious program. Broadcasting. Yeah, it was required by the FCC. Mm -hmm. It was part of their regul regulatory yeah. Uh, yeah. agenda. And this fit the bill. Perfectly. Yes, because it sounded better than, well, yeah. first of all, it sounded better than any gospel shows there were. Mm -hmm. And it also, because of Tom Biggs, who was working at a local radio station, yeah. he, had, he had high standards, so they learned how to produce it to sound That's as right. good as, if not better than, in some exactly. cases, the programming that was on. That's so hilarious. I learned how to do high-quality radio all production. Daryl Zachman was the engineer. We started learning how to when we would do the music and the yeah. music beds we eventually got to the point where we weren't just you know tom used to like have a four track and we'd copy yeah. the record on there and then i said man i want to get it better than that let's record the album direct to the ampex atr quarter inch 
So like when, when the last show we did was the call with Michael B. Yeah. And we interviewed him, right? Yeah. So we played that, you know, you know, that whole thing. We cut that thing right to a 15 ips tape so wow. that it sounded exactly like the record. the record. So it it was as good as their regular programming. Yeah. Yeah. I was really proud of that. Yeah. But then we got the word. The FCC deregulated their whole scene. And it All ended. of a sudden, we lost half of our stations. You know what I have in my basement that's about to be on the grounds? I have probably a dozen masters, mothers. The mothers are the nickel-plated brass. Of what? Rock and religion. Why on earth would you have those? Because Mary gave them to me. They were getting rid of everything. But why would she have them? She didn't actually have them in her possession. They were in the storage room. I was drawn to them because they're these beautiful nickel-plated on brass where they cut the master and then they make the lacquer right. from the Yeah, the you know, I don't think I've ever imprint. seen one. Oh, I, I'll show you. I don't know. They're going to fly back here on a wheel to more or less. You're going to make an art piece out of them? It's nice. going to be a Calder sculpture. That's great. That's going to be a whirly gig, I'm calling them. Nice. On a 12-foot pole, which you can see the poles over there. They're going to be up high on an on a a little axle, and it's going to have it's going to be perfectly balanced, and the wind will make it move or not. Weird. It's going to be great, but it's rock and religion masters. <laughs> I've been a fool for a fool, but no time. 
jacket is gonna help me hack it, hack it, hack it to pieces, man. I've had it, and you can have it, you'll all laugh, you'll all laugh, you'll all laugh.
next? What lies beyond the broken dreams and shattered mirrors that I keep looking into? Check my luck or skill, but only pride, only pride, only pride, only pride keeps staring back and still I
Hi, kids. Hi, Chloe and Haley. All right. Well, my history with Steve starts sometime around, um, gosh, I don't know, what was that, 84? Four-ish. 84-ish at the warehouse. And prior to that, or so I came upon you guys, met you guys, you and Charlie Peacock at the same time, in a music store in Sacramento. Yes. That's right, huh? Just random a random meeting. You, I was sitting in there, and a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, a guy named Mike Ward, t- had told Charlie or you guys about me or something. Yeah. And I was over jamming in the store. Yeah. And you guys came walking in, just kind of spied what I was doing. That's what we used to do. Were you playing on a set when yeah. we walked in? We used to do that yeah. at, re- at music stores. We'd come yeah. and jam and hope There's guys would come There's these things that used to be called music stores. Yeah. Well, where no, people no, could them. go in. No, they have them. And guitar center gather together. Yeah, but but more yeah. than ten at a time. Exactly. Exactly. But it was a place where yeah, guys like that had that had that had music careers would hang out and see if they could scout guys that were around. Right. And so I was playing, and then you guys came up and talked to me immediately. It's a non-committal relationship. Yes, and and but then right after that, the first thing we did was that like literally, I did lie down on the grass material with you and Charlie at. The Memorial Auditorium for Easter. That was the first thing we did. We went and worked on all the lie down the grass material. What is it like to have a young mind? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was important to me. It was. It was I could a see. Change. I could see. And yeah, I mean, I found myself like within a week. Now, of, is this before the audition? No, no. Within a week of meeting oh, you. Within a week of the audition I, for Vector. I, I, yeah, I was. I right. was out doing the the Easter Sunday. I, obviously, Aaron couldn't do it. But so there was, a, I think he was doing Romeo Void at the time. So he had a bunch of gaps where he couldn't okay. fulfill things. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, I was doing that. And that, that was kind of the start of the thing. And then the next thing we got together, and you and me and Jimmy jammed in my in my shed out and back. Yes. And we had a great jam. And then all the rest was history. And you knew the record better than we did. There you go. I'd been listening there to it. There you go. Yeah. So prior to that, um, just kind of quickly, because we got a lot of ground to cover. Okay, Steve, because I know you go on a bit. I know I can talk forever. So yeah, you tell me what you want. What was the origin? You know, can can you kind of give us a little background on how you came to be doing the first Vector record? Well, I had been doing a lot of bands in the Bay Area. I've been playing music for lots of years since I was 13. Uh, Well, with Mike, actually, down to 11. We were in a band together. Uh, and Mike asked me after he got the gig at Warehouse, uh, he was on staff up there, and uh, asked me if I wanted to come up and join a band he was starting called the Scratch Band. And I said, Which well, I saw. I saw the Scratch Band at my high school. Oh, my God. And Mark Tootle had a giant fro. Yes. And Mark Proctor had a rainbow Vista light drum kit. Right. And micro. I remember the whole thing. And you had long hair. I had long hair, yeah. I had hair. You, I had hair You back did a then. real feather. Ha- I you could know, do that, You were known yes. for the whole feathered hair thing. I could throw it around. Yeah, could, yeah. Yes, I could this, do that. Yeah, you really had a pretty mane. Well, anyway, I, yeah. but Mike will go into that later yes. with you. But so ahead. that didn't work out. You know, the whole I, hair thing? or The whole scratch band thing. <laughs> Actually, I was kind of planning on He said, well, you got to come up here anyway. It's gotcha. a great church. There, it's... It's uh, they're way into music. We do concerts every week, blah blah blah. So he kind of filled me in, and then eventually I moved and I got to know the people up there, and they had me start doing concerts once they found out that I did my own stuff. So I did a Steve Griffith band thing. So I did a Steve Griffith concert at one of these 
weekly concerts and um, got to know, I had gotten to know Jimmy through bands. He was in there. He was already there and Tom Gitalunas and Panacea and bands like that and uh, got him to play with me and uh, Landacre was on bass and different, I had different guys put together a band and did some kind of progressive rock thing. Who was was uh, who was the drummer? Was it? Um... Well, that particular it might have been Guy Niosi because okay. he was one of the guys I used. Um, Did Dwayne ever play in that band? Dwayne Temme? Yeah, Dwayne Temme actually played in the band after it was called Vector, not before okay. that. Yeah, Dwayne was one of the and John Wireman yeah, was a. I'm gonna turn this. Make sure we got enough. Was uh, John Wireman was one of the guys too, and we did that kind of first three-piece thing for the warehouse. And I told Jimmy, I you know, I didn't want to do the Steve Griffith thing anymore, and did he want to start a band? And then uh, my wife actually came up with a name. So did you guys, so you kind of were like kind of a label band working with Exit, and then you got the got Charlie and Aaron to do the record or, or did you we eventually was, yeah we be, we eventually became one of the bands that uh, Exit decided they were going to do a project with uh in the meantime Jimmy and Charlie had become friends and Charlie was looking for something else to do other than what he'd been doing oh so so this Charlie was the first the first thing Charlie did with Exit was Vector yeah the okay. first record the Mannequin Before Virtue the record yeah so we wrote some things together for that record and um, that's how the first one was done and that was with Aaron in the studio and Charlie and Jimmy and I and we did a few gigs with that lineup and eventually that didn't really work out for Aaron because of his commitment to the, the Sevens okay and that's when we brought in Temmy. And then eventually, you know, as everybody has seen, or most probably you guys have seen, that Charlie eventually did his own, started doing his own record, and that changed the lineup for us once again. And, of course, during that time period, in between that record and the next record, uh, we were looking for another drummer, and that's when we had to search for you. That's when I got in and started... Uh, uh playing jamming with you guys and then i think right then was it right then at the start of the whole thing is when we got that charlie peacock tour that um with the fix or something with that that thing we did the national tour yeah. and stuff that's where i first started working with yeah. mike yeah because mike it was me and mike and the charlie band yeah well after I, charlie's I, record I think, came out i think yeah. charlie was kind of always trying to steal me from you huh I, I don't was. know if steel is the is the <laughs> is the a terrible way to say it. is I'm the saying, right word. No, you but... know what, what it was. It was the, it was there wasn't a drummer around, so so the drummer was always kind of getting somebody needed the guy who could play that was around because Aaron was gone. Yes, doing Romeo Void things. I know he was he was and up, the sevens. Okay, yeah, he was he was busy. Yeah. Was he do, still doing the Romeo Void I thing with the so, sevens? Yeah, I, I think that's why he didn't do okay. the tour with Charlie because I'm okay. sure he was would have been doing it. Oh, and they just Mike had this went. kid do it. There was one tour, Mike. Yeah, went no, on. that's the tour. That's the yeah. same one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that because that was Bongo Bob and Eric Clevin, mm -hmm. R.I.P. And uh, Ivan um, did one big gig with Charlie, played bass for him. Did you do when the show? We opened show? the missing missing persons, persons right? Yeah, yeah. missing persons show. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, Aaron was playing yeah. that show. Yeah, and I was stoked because I got to be a roadie on that show. And does Bozio was a big hero of mine. I love that. Yes, I know. Great. I, you I guys remember were, that. You guys were great. Yeah, that was that was a moment. Well, okay. So then, then 
fast forward, we go ahead and we decide we're going to work together. We've got, um, we, we play and kind of mess with all the material for a while and kind of try to rethink it all and play around. And then we started working on music together and became, the, which became the Please Stand By record. Yeah. We got uh, like a, a, a deal with, uh, it was like a distribution deal with A&M or something, right? Over with Back our... then, yeah, they were interested in distributing the Word catalog uh, through Exit, it was also still tied to Word, but A and M was part of part of that as well. And yeah, they did some. Uh, they released a single of ours. I think. Uh, hey, we got. I MTV, actually have we, a letter. We got, we got MTV Play. We on, did. On, yes. Yeah, we on, did those two, two videos. videos. Yeah. 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 Uh, Phil knows in San Francisco. Yeah. That went well. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but we actually, what's interesting as a a fan. Um, let me know he had found a letter inside of a vinyl of Manic and Virtue he bought, and inside there was a letter with Bill Graham uh, letterhead. Wow. And he read me the letter, and I was like, wow, can you shoot me a picture of that? So he took a picture of it, and it was uh, basically a letter from <clears throat> from Bill Graham Productions to a uh, radio station, to the programmer, saying you, just, you need to check out this song uh, Surrender, Surrender yeah. and Fallen Star were the oh, two wow. songs they recommended. Interesting. So I actually was t- kept in touch with this guy at, online, and uh, he really wanted uh, one of those box sets that I put together back when I had Liquid Disc of all the projects, you know, in one, one place. And I said, well, I'll trade you a box set for the letter. So he sent me the letter, and I sent him a box set. Oh, nice. And you, yeah. ha- and you have it. I now. have the letter now, yeah. Nice, got it. Got it put in the frame. And Cool. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway, we had an illustrious moment there. We did yeah. our thing and played around and then went, went to England, and we, we did a few things that were cool. Yeah, Greenbelt. And I, I think after, I think we kind of... You went to Flavo, right? Um, no. You didn't do Flavo with no. us? But I think I now I remember I bailed and went and started being in Charlie's band. Yeah, you bailed, and, and then you guys he bailed. Like, you guys, I bailed. I don't know. You guys moved to Nashville. Either that or Charlie stole you. you I'm you, not sure. You, but you which got way. the big move, to, the big call, and you moved to Nashville, right? And you started it, a thing called Liquid Disc Records. Yep. And you put out another, what? Temptation. Okay. Was temp- another Vector project okay. Jimmy and I did together. And then. Simple experience it was after that. Oh, simple was actually before I left. Simple oh, was okay. yeah. That was the one that you did. We did. You know, okay. I'd left the warehouse. Okay. And I went to work for a video company in town called Double Vision. Okay. He had a small eight track studio there, and so Jimmy and I cut uh, Simple Experience on eight track around eighty eight, maybe eighty nine. So it went from Please Stand By to Simple Experience in eighty nine or so. Yeah. Then you might have been before that. Then but. you moved to Nashville, and then you did Temptation there. Yeah. You had a studio there. You're producing guys. You produced right. something for the guys from DC Talk, or what was it? Who was uh, it? Audio Adrenaline. Audio Adrenaline. Yeah, I did a couple things. Yeah, with them. you had a big hit with them, and yeah. um, and so you were doing all that business. Yeah. Then you kind of left the business and kind of went to Florida, right? Was that what it was? Well, actually, from Tennessee, we moved back home to uh, the Medford area, to Coos Bay in Oregon. Where your family... Because the family, family had moved up there, and we decided we're going to come back and be around family, and that lasted a few years. Okay. And then uh, I got a gig going to Florida, so we Working moved... Working for, like, a super church or Big church out there, yeah. I was in charge of the production out there. Okay. And uh, 
He did some group home stuff, raising Yeah, eventually, yeah. After the production stuff, I got into being a house parent and uh, had uh, nine uh, middle school-age boys in the house, and we were helping them just kind of get back on track and helping their family, and they're mostly single moms. And like when they were acting up and not doing what you want, did you go, surrender? Did they just go? Yes. Did did any of them ever really get a handle on what what a talented singer you were? Well, eventually it came out because they knew I was into music because I'd set up a music room in the house for the guys. I had a drum set and a keyboard and guitar and a bass amp and all that. So anybody who was interested could play. Then they would just quiz me, you know, well, what did you used to do? What was the name of the band and all this stuff? And they'd go home and Google it on the weekends because they were with us Monday through Friday, go home back to their parents. And they'd Google, they'd come back on, of course, Sunday night, Pop, because I was called Pop. That was what they had to call me. And uh, we looked you up. We saw Vector. We saw the video. They looked at the Cornerstone video and the two videos we shot in San Francisco. And so, yeah, pretty soon everybody who came through the house eventually knew about awesome. that stuff yeah so then you left that came back to medford was that the yeah i moved back to medford okay. in uh 2016 the end of and my daughter and her husband followed and so they're living in medford too and, and you're taking care of your father yeah my dad got diagnosed with parkinson's so i help with this property and help him and and which brings us to uh one day i don't know what it was it was just it was just um Good fortune the Lord brought us all together in the same place well, because Pat, yeah, because Pat. we were yeah, oh, oh we did a project. Yeah, I Pat, got a call from yeah. Pat Boylan from yeah. uh first strike. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. And I, he wanted to do he had some songs he had written. He'd yes. asked me to play bass and help him. Awesome. And, uh, and yeah, and I was you. all excited. I'm yeah. like, cool, Steve, man, of course, you know, getting him involved. And then yeah. then you came up and it just happened that that same week Jimmy was in town to visit his, his dad. dad. Yeah. Just totally yeah off the cuff so then we all go get together and have a dinner and then boom here we are talking about hey man yeah let's make a record and jimmy's all hey man i'm down and i'm all heck i got a studio let's do it and steve's like going wow guys i'm i'm retired (laughs) so then we don't have any songs so then we get moving and we 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 talk about we're going to do one of these songs or another thing and we just whatever each each moment was a hey man we can make it all work with just this you know just just you know tape yeah. and string yeah and then the next thing i know steve's sending me demos and bam he sends me this demo walk on water and this song is amazing and we're like me and mark are both just going okay you know we're going we got to put this on our label and we need to do a new vector record and this is going to be crazy and you can't believe how talented what we've what we got by by dragging this guy out of retirement to show us his talent because he's fantastic and then we so we have about right now we have well about, you because you told you you set a deadline for me i work pretty good with deadlines okay there you go yeah you said we need a song we need done a song, but yeah because by january yeah, we, yeah by january gonna, first steve we need we gotta <laughs> have it by january i was like okay so then you know off this i mean just since i was sharing stuff with you on one of my trips down right i said hey uh, how's it going walk on water because you, you'd been mixing it and you know dialing up the sounds and and uh, I said, well, I got this other song I want to show you just to see what you think of it. I just did a, a new demo of this song called Rooftops. And and I put on Rooftops, and I think Mark was in the room at the same time. You both kind of went, 
I think this is the song. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is the song we released in January. So we switched gears and Rooftops became the one that we focused on. So, well, so and, and so now here we're about 10 songs deep and Steve yeah. is in town this week to do more production with me. Yeah. Jimmy is has already come out. We flew Jimmy out for a week and rocked out a bunch of Jimmy tracks. So yep. we're we're in deep moving on this thing and that's one of the songs in deep. Yeah, indeed. Let's hit that song and hopefully the level on that. Oh, pray is good. Um let's let's go ahead and give it a shot. Rooftops.
So we're going to sign off and say, oh, hey, there's my son. Hey, how you doing, bro? Hey. How's it going? Good. Did you meet Steve, Jordan? Like we have met. Did we meet before? No. I, I this is Steve so. Griffith. This is Jordan, my son. Jordan, come on good over here. Good to see here. you. Give this man a shake. My hand is all... All right. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> all right. I've heard a lot about you and your music. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's, he's a really cool beat producer. Yeah. He's, and he's, he's He can play piano, drums. He's a, he's a talented guy. For, for Steve Griffith, for Michael Rowe, for, for Chris Harrelson, for Jordan Spencer, all in the Coronasphere, here and at home, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, I'm still in drop D. Oh, you're still drop D. What was that one? Simple experience. Oh, simple experience. That's a great one. That see, I got to play all those with you, and I, I don't remember love the parts. That record, man. Yeah, that's a uh, good that one. That was a fun record. It was fun listening to your guitar parts. What was that? One? I'll tell you the one that blew me away is you were able to turn up your distortion and go. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know you could get notes out of the. cool wasn't it yeah <laughs> what's that one that you sang uh, the shore 
How is it we don't remember vector tunes? It's been too long. This is years. why we need to bring it back. We Almost 40 years, right? 35? So 85. What would that be? We made that record in 83. That's that is 30, 37 years. 37 years ago. We lost That's a lifetime. Well, yeah. Steve's looking Steve, for we, pots. We, Let's just do one we all know. You yeah, know well, like something like. What could we do? You want to do one of Chuck's ones, like Lie Down on the Grass? Oh, yeah, let's see. What key was that in? I can't remember it. Oh, my gosh. Something. We don't know it well enough we don't to know butcher well it. We don't even know it well enough to we don't, butcher it. Yeah, we don't know it well enough to. What can we do, Mike? I mean, you've got a million songs. Uh, well, we could do the Peacock's version of Baba. That you know that song oh, what, we could do. What key do you do it in? Uh,
one more. That was it. That was it. It was great. That was good. Well, let's do something else. No, I gotta figure out what was that harmony. We gotta figure out harmony. Oh no, it's it's all good, man. You want to do something else? Yeah, do another early one. What's another early one? Oh, it was fine, man. We got we got to record everything. Charlie Mercy. Yeah, we do Mercy Mercy already. Okay. We do the Lust. That was a Lost Dogs tune. Yeah. How does that one go? Life, I cannot feel the good feeling I can feel, even though it may not be real. And if a person, place, or thing can deliver, I will quiver with delight. Will it last me for all my life? Just one more longing night. The lust, the flesh, the eye.
That's a great song, Mike. Thanks. I'm glad you wrote that. Well, should be heading on back to the old corral. It's time to pack up and get on going on. Go on back home. What's your wife's name? Larissa. Larissa. I want to kiss you. you. I miss you. Oh, sweet Larissa. I want to kiss you. She's going to hate me now. Why can't I kiss you? Because I'm there with you. So I better get home. Thank you. Under wanna, normal circumstances, I would say let's just keep We would going just keep going, but yeah. we need to get up going. So on behalf of myself and the group, I think we kind of passed the audition. Yeah, we'll probably be okay. Jimmy A, the so illustrious we, Hindi, Indy, Hindi, Bangalong, Hindalong. This is Doc Love. So Over long. and out. Hope to see you somewhere soon. You bet. <laughs> Phantom of the Opera.